All right, guys, what is going on? Today we are going to be diving into the Friendship Pyramid. This is going to be a probably five or six part series discussing something that Grant and I created, guys, probably almost two and a half years ago now, and something that we really you know, at first took a lot of pride in making sure that we got it right. And it went through probably six or seven or eight iterations before we actually came up with the real model of it. And now it's hung. It's the first thing that we hope that people see when they come in the door and it's kind of right in front of your face. And it is the foundation of kind of everything we talk about. What's cool is about two years removed from this, this has been something now that I look back at and I'm like, you almost sometimes kind of forget it's there, but it is more and more relevant. The kind of the more I forget about it, I guess is kind of a weird way to say it, but the, the less we're actively, you know, talking about it every single day, the more I look at it and I'm like, God, that's like, it's absolutely spot on. And so what I want to do is we're going to dive over the next few weeks and have some discussion about what we mean with each part of the pyramid. And so there's really seven parts to it, okay? There's the base, which is mental. The next level up is nutrition. And this is a pyramid, okay? So we'll talk about what that means here in a second. The movement up from there is movement. Then it's conditioning. Then it's sport. And then surrounding that, kind of encompassing everything, is the community and the support structure. And basically what we mean by this is that If you understand the principles of this pyramid, if you understand what it's getting at and how to implement it properly, how to utilize the tools that the pyramid kind of sets forth as its you know, core base foundation of values, then you'll sort of be unlimited in your success opportunity. What we see too often, and one of the biggest reasons that we created it, is people are living towards the top end of the pyramid and they haven't knocked out the things below it. So they haven't set up a good base. They're worrying too much about conditioning or sport or even strength. And they're not paying attention to the base pieces of the pyramid, which are mental nutrition and movement. And so what I want to do is take a little bit of a deeper dive into each thing. We're going to start here with the most important thing, the base mental. And I think it's perfect for this podcast because it's something that we kind of specialize, I guess, in this podcast talking about trying to work on together. And as we go up the pyramid, we're going to try to have some experts in. So we're going to talk about mental today. Not that I'm the expert, but I don't have a guest. And I'm just going to kind of talk about it free flowing a little bit about all of the perceptions, all of the uh, awareness that I have gained just in you know a decade of watching people go through their fitness journey, the biggest traps that we see people fall into, the biggest things that hold otherwise successful people back, and how we can kind of you know dip, dive, duck, and dodge those uh, roadblocks that are going to come up mentally for us as we go throughout this journey. 
And then nutrition next week, we'll probably have a couple of guests. You can probably guess who they are. Movement, we'll probably have a couple of guests. You can probably guess who they are. Uh, conditioning, we might have uh, Omar on uh, for the first time, who's, you know, have has kind of a fun passion for uh, conditioning. Just went through the aerobic capacity certification with Chris Hinshaw and had a great time. And then sport, we'll probably have a discussion with a few different people. And then community and support. We have a lot of really fun potential guest ideas for that. Just people who I feel like really embody what our community is about and have just been supporting, you know, classes or supporting people or supporting everybody around them and, uh, you know, helping others find success. And that's kind of the blanket that lays over top of our pyramid. So if you guys haven't seen this before, I'll make sure that this is available. I'm actually going to pop this onto the front page of our website, half because I think it's super important um, and half because I think it's it sets the tone for somebody coming into our facility as we move forward into the future. So let's dive in here. Let's start talking about the base of our pyramid. And what I think about with this, and anytime we're talking about a pyramid, right, the wider the base, the thicker the base, the stronger the base, the higher that we can go, right? And that's just uh, pyramid building 101, right? And I hope that everybody understands that basic concept because I'm not going to go too deep into that. But if we have a much stronger base, then we really have no limit, right? If you think about the Great Pyramids, if they just built the base even bigger, even wider, even larger, even stronger stronger than those pyramids could have been even taller, even larger. Right. Um, and unfortunately probably killed thousands of more slaves, different topic. So, um, the mental, mental aspect. Okay. The reason that this is so important is as we start to move up the pyramid, if we are in the wrong mental state, when we walk into the facility, we are automatically going to fall into major traps early in our journey. Okay, so those major traps are inconsistency in attendance, not paying attention to the next two pieces above the triangle, which are paying attention to your nutrition and focusing on quality movement, right? So if we're in a bad mental state or we're in an egotistical mental state, right? We might think like, ah, my nutrition's good enough, right? You're in a fixed mindset with that. You might think, ah, like, I don't care about movement. Let's strap some weight on, just throw that shit around. And I'm just going to be, I want to be the best, right? And you're just like, but your movement's garbage, right? So that mental state is going to throw a major wrench in your potential for success. As we go throughout our journey, mental becomes an issue on a little bit of a different front, right? We start to feel a little bit like we have to do more all the time, or we have to compete, or we have to, uh, you know, try to think about new and different ways to do things. Or, you know, we, we start to focus on things like, uh, you know, the program, you're like, oh, we haven't snatched or we haven't squatted heavy in a couple of weeks. And like, we don't trust the system that we're in. And all of those things are mindset issues, right? We're focusing on things that we can't control and that are proven to be successful instead of focusing in on what we can control, right? And so as we dive into each of the pieces of this, I hope that you guys can kind of see how some of these mental traps are going to come up. So the first part of mental is your mental state. Are you present and are you self-aware? 
And this is where I think any sort of growth has to start. Okay. If you're focused on the past, if you're one of those guys who walks into our facility and we've had hundreds of them who walks in and one of the first things that you say is, you know, yeah, you know, in high school, I used to be able to bench press 450 and I set the state record in back squat. And I'm like, how old are you now? And you're like, I'm 37. You're like talking about high school football still. You're not present, right? You're not living in your current state, right? We're focused too much on the past. And because of that, we're not going to be able to work inside of your current reality and focus on where we go from here and incremental improvements from here, from our current state. Instead, we're going to be constantly comparing ourselves to who we were, what we used to be able to do. And that is 100% a losing proposition. And it doesn't matter. Like it does not matter at all. You could have been an Olympian in the past. You still can be overweight and out of shape. And trust me, there's hundreds of Olympians who are overweight and out of shape and need to get started in what their new reality is which might be we need to just lose some weight. We need to just focusing on coming into the facility. We have small gains, small improvements, right? And we're focused on the right things for us right now, given our current life situation, okay? So that's huge. We have to be present. And then the other piece of that is awareness. Another piece, and I'm sure that you guys are in this world where you see this all the time, where people are just not aware of the reality that they live in. And this happens all the time with high level CrossFitters where they start thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, the amount of people who told me, you know, I want to make regionals and I want to do this and I want to do that. And they're just not really aware of the current state of where they are and that their focus needs to be on things that they need to be doing right now better. And then regionals is something that just happens as a byproduct of really good habits and good consistent work ethic. So the awareness piece needs to be an understanding of what our limitations are and what we can control and where we are right now. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they have unrealistic expectations. And another way to put that is they are not aware of where they are currently and they aren't aware of where they could be three to six months from now. And sometimes even worse, they're not aware of the things that they need to control better to get there. Right. So state, right. Mental state is, are you present? Are you living in this current space? Right. Not comparing yourself to other people, not comparing yourself to a past version of yourself or your neighbor next door or somebody else who's been in CrossFit class for 10 years. Are you aware enough to understand what you can control and what you cannot control and what you need to be doing to get to a better version of yourself three to six months from now? And this right there, like that in the pyramid, if we don't have that, a lot of times I consider it to be a, we are not going to be successful moving forward at some point in our journey. It might take two years or three years or four years for us to hit kind of that wall. But once you hit that wall, if you are not present and aware, 
then it's see you later, right? It's, it's lack of success time. You're going to start blaming the wrong things. You're going to start fishing in the wrong spaces. You're going to start doing things that you shouldn't be doing because you're not present and aware. And so that's space number one. And as we think about that pyramid, what I think about all the time for myself is I, that's, that's number one focus. Nothing else matters until that stuff's dialed in. So the first thing that I try to do every day is self-awareness time and focusing on where I'm at right now. Where am I at in my lifestyle? Where am I at in my workouts? What are my goals today? What's realistic for me? Right. Can I work out four days this week? Right. Let me look at the schedule. Let me see where I'm at. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think I can hit noon these days. Awesome. I think four days a week is realistic for me this week. Right. Awesome. How am I going to do that? Okay. I need to make sure that I organize my schedule. I need to make sure that I have this communication with these people. This is a non-negotiable time for me, right? I'm present. I'm aware. I'm working towards those goals. So that's a constant check-in. You always need to be auditing yourself from those two things. Your second thing is your attitude. And this is one of those things. We had this conversation. It lasted almost an hour and a half at our team meeting yesterday. And it was, we have this big girl bulk group of new people. We have two very distinct groups. On one hand, we have a group who is coming in, engaging in the community, talking to coaches, sending feedback, working hard, making it three to four days a week, doing everything that they should be doing, working with the nutrition team and getting dialed in for long-term success. On the other hand, we have people who aren't answering our phone calls, not scheduling when they're supposed to be, skipping meetings, skipping one-on-ones, skipping classes, not showing up. And we don't know what to do as coaches in that thing when you're texting, you're calling, you're emailing, you're trying to set these people up for success after they came into our facility trying to say, hey, I need help. Right. So we had this discussion as coaches. What separates? What's the big thing that separates those two groups? Because from a demographic, a psychographic, all those other standpoints on paper, the people look the exact same. There's no different. The only difference comes down to their attitude. When the one group who's really consistent and working hard, when they show up, they say things like, I'm excited to be here. I love the environment. I like my coaches. I want to be here. I'm excited to get better. They are positive and engaging. When I go up and talk to them, they give me some, you know, it's like a two-way conversation. It's like a real conversation. When I engage and I ask them about their past and tell me about you and tell me about what you've done, you know, we talk about their favorite movie on their way for these things. They're engaging. They're excited to be a part of a community. On the other end of people, we have people that are, you know, focused more on other things in their life. They're excuse makers, right? They're constantly negative. I'm dealing with this and this is such a struggle right now and I just don't know. And, you know, hey, sorry, this came up and I can't make it even if they respond at all, right? When they do come and you try to talk to them, they're not giving you anything back. They're just shut down. They're negative. They're unengaged. 
that right there, these two things, man, I can't state is super important. And that one's maybe a little bit less tangible. You can't feel state all the time. Sometimes it's something where like it has to be revealed down the road what kind of mental state a person is in. But attitude, whether you're positive and engaging or not, that's revealed immediately. From the first conversation we have, from the first time you come in the door, and sometimes people surprise you. Sometimes you come in and, you know, the first time they're maybe a little intimidated. Maybe they don't talk too much. And then they start opening up and then you start and you're like, man. And the one that sticks out to me, I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not, but I hope they do. But uh, Kimmy and Adam were two people who came in, the Wetzels. And they came in and it was one of the last classes of group on ramp that we did. And I just remember, Kimmy, my first night uh, we were teaching. They came on their first night ever was like kipping night and hanging from the pull up bar uh, was not Kimmy's thing. And I think we had the pull up bars raised kind of high for whatever reason. Maybe it was masters or something. Uh, But Kimmy's like. 411, right? And so getting up on the pull-up bars and hanging and kipping and stuff, she was not in a comfort zone. And that was one of those things where the majority of people that I deal with, the majority of adults that I deal with are naturally pretty negative in that environment. They they tend to shut down. And Kimmy was just so like all smiles, laughing and joking. And we were having fun and we were just engaged with each other and just kind of I, I felt this like connection. And I came home that night and Maria goes, how was on ramp? Because she knew that I was struggling with group on ramp. It was at the time where we were getting people in very, very different areas. And group on ramp generally was just sort of a losing problem position. And, uh, and I came home and I go, man, we had this couple try it tonight and I'm not sure if they're going to stick or not, but man, I hope that they come back because I don't think I've been around as positive or engaging of people in an on-ramp class for a few years. And thankfully they did end up coming back and sticking and they have brought that positive energy into our classes. And if I had two words to explain Kimmy Wetzel, it's positive and engaging, right? She's always talkative. She's always smiling. She's always booming. And that attitude is just like awesome. It's so infectious and it's what we want to be around our facility. And, you know, when you see it, the physical limitations, anything that comes up, it does not matter. I mean, we have tons of people right now that are facing pretty serious, you know, physical disadvantages. Um, you know, they're trying to lose, you know, 50, 100 pounds. I think Sean Suttles another one. I mean, he, I think he's surpassed 100 pounds by a decent amount now. And when he first started, he was facing an uphill battle. But man, he came in and if you see him in the gym, he's always smiling. He's always talking to people, positive and engaging. That attitude is the difference maker. 100%. If I look at somebody and they are in a positive mindset and they are engaging when they're in the facility with coaches, with other people in the gym who are working out with other you know kids or whoever it is, right? They're engaged. They're there. They're not going to their cell phone every two seconds and being, you know, stuck in a screen because they're uncomfortable engaging with people. 
they don't skip out on talking to the coach or they don't want the coach to not talk to them because they're afraid of having that conversation or that interaction. That is the differentiating factor, right? If I start with somebody new and I pick up the phone and I'm like, hey, we need to get a training scheduled this week. We need to get you in here two more times. And they're like, yeah, awesome. I can't wait to get back in. Can you do tomorrow? And I'm like, absolutely. Let's make it work. Awesome. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to come in Saturday. Sweet. I'll see you tomorrow. Can't wait. Hang up the phone. Right. That's person one. That person's going to be successful. Person two, you call them. They don't pick up. You leave a voicemail. Hey, what's going on? This is Jeff from Friendship. Super excited to get you to get you in this week. Uh, you know, knock out these one on ones so we can get you into group class so that you can start, you know, engaging in the community and having some fun and being a part of these group classes in a safe setting. Uh, you know, shoot me a call back. No call back shoot him a text. Hey, what's going on? Did you get my voicemail? Looking to try to get a training in this week. Super excited to get you started. You know, we're almost done. Want to get you into group classes so you can have that fun experience. No text back, right? Shoot an email, nothing, right? Give them a call the next day. Hey, what's going on? They pick up. They're just like, oh yeah. Like, you know, work's been crazy and like, you know, I don't know. Like, this is just like, I'm just tired all the time. And like, I don't know, maybe I can, I could maybe do like this weekend. And like immediately, like my heart just sinks. I'm just like, well, that's not positive. That's not engaging. It sounds like you're, you know, not looking forward to this, which is a choice, right? And so that difference, those phone calls, the, that personality difference, that's a choice that those two people are making, right? And you can choose to be excited about something or you can choose to make excuses and dread something. And if you're not in that right mental state, if you don't have that positive engaging attitude, you will not be successful, and the problem is, is I think our default, right? We have this negativity bias that our default it for most people is to revert back to being, you know, disengaged, like push people away, like uh, make excuses. I do think that that's the majority of Americans default. And when like we watch movies or we hear stories or you meet people who are naturally positive and engaging, it's like you're like. Like, hell yeah. Like if you meet Maria for the first time, the reason that it's so kind of fun to me here is she's so positive and so engaging, right? She's just going to like over engage you as a human and it like sticks out and you're like, oh my God, like that's different. She's just a little like psycho ball of energy. Um, but it's awesome. It sticks out. And that's kind of what we want to be around. And that's what we need to have if we're going to start taking on new endeavors. And so like a good example this year, obviously, I love the Browns. And I'm super excited to have season tickets. And you start to look at the days and it's like, oh, man, I've got I'm going to a couple games. But those days leading up to it, it's like I've got all these things I've got to do before I can go to the game. And it's like, oh, that's going to be stressful. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And like it's really easy for me to go negative and be like disengaged about it and be like, oh, yeah, I have to do this seminar and I have to work and I have to coach and I have to do these things. And then I'm going to get out of here and I have to drive two and a half hours and I'm only going to get there like an hour before game time. And I'm not going to be, you know, like if I hit any traffic, I'm going to miss some of the game. And then it's like, what's the point? blah, blah. And like, 
I can choose to be that way. And some people are that way. Or I can just be like, this is going to be such an awesome day. Like I'm going to go to bed super early. I'm going to come up and I'm just going to be like kicking ass all day long. I'm going to coach. I'm going to hit this seminar. I'm going to you know try to engage all these people in this super exciting thing that like I can't wait to talk about, um, which is I think that's the Rams Sunday night games like September 21st. Can't wait to talk about it. I'm going to talk to all these people. Then I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drive two and a half hours. I'm going to dial in some podcasts or a book on tape, hit two and a half hours up to Cleveland, watch the Browns kick the shit out of the Rams. Can't wait. I'm going to be there with friends. I'm going to stay overnight in Cleveland, drive back first thing in the morning, Starbucks in hand. And it's, it's just going to be an absolutely incredible high energy engaged 24 hours. And that's the choice that you get to make. We get to make these choices every day. But when we're taking on a new endeavor, when we're taking on health and fitness, our natural state is lazy and negative and disengaged for most of us, right? Most of us, I think, sometimes have to kind of fight against that default setting. So the process of that takes practice. We have to flex that muscle. But what I'm telling you guys here is a lot of you guys who listen to this, you're in your practice of fitness, of health, of nutrition. You have been for some time. The reason that it's important to tell you about it now is there's probably things along the rest of this pyramid that we're going to talk about. There's probably things that are what would fall into the health, wellness, nutrition, exercise spectrum that you're getting negative or disengaged with or you're getting negative and disengaged about, right? Whatever it is. Like for me right now, it's like, I'm getting kind of, you know, negative and disengaged with back squats, right? So let's just take that as a good example. We back squat yesterday. Back squats for me are still the one thing that really flare up my lower back problems. I don't have great like mobility and levers and everything to back squat. So naturally my mind just kind of goes to like, ah, I'm just going to skip those days or I'm just going to do this. Or I'm just going to do that. I have to work really, really hard. Yesterday I had to work really hard of I'm going to come in. I'm going to go barefoot. I'm working solely on mobility. Weight does not matter. I'm just excited to be able to get some repetitions on the back squat, hit the accessory exercise. And what I'm going to do instead is try to lift with a new member, somebody who I don't know very well. And I'm going to talk to them the whole time. I'm going to engage them. I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to build rapport. I'm just going to have a little bit of a different focus. And I came out of yesterday's workout meeting a new guy, Brandon. He's awesome. And it was a fantastic experience for me. It was very, very positive. I got a great workout in and was good to go. Had a great attitude because I came into it with the right attitude. So things that were being negative and disengaged with, that might be nutrition for you right now. Right? You might be getting a little loose on nutrition. You might be having a few more drinks. You might not be quite as consistent with exercise. You might be you know, disengaged with like the, oh, you know, I really don't like running and like it's the end of summer. It's really nice outside. So like we're running at least once a week. And like, so I just always skip the running days because I just don't like them. And it's, it's like, you know, that's, you don't have to do that. Right. Like I had some foot problems a few weeks ago. And so I just biked instead on the running day, I sat inside 
And I was able to talk to the coach while everyone else was out running, right? Because if you can imagine what we do as coaches, when people are out running 800 meters, you, you just kind of chill for like two minutes and you just kind of wait for them to get back. And so now it's like, cool, I can engage with the coach and I can talk to them about things and we can discuss other people in the class and what some things that they could be doing better and all kinds of stuff, right? Because I'm just riding the Concept 2 bike for today. So my goal is different, Right. And being positive about the days and having a positive attitude and outlook towards coming into the facility and being engaged with people is really what's going to benefit me in the long run. So you guys need to pay attention to things that when that negativity sets in, right? This is what Jack talks about a lot is when the negativity and the disengagement, when that stuff settles in, when you have a, and we're going to call that a bad attitude, right? You're negative, you're disengaged. That's a bad attitude. When you have a bad attitude, the entire goal, your entire existence needs to go around getting yourself out of that downward spiral, whatever that looks like. There's a thousand ways to do it. Positive self-talk, surrounding yourself with other positive people, engaging with somebody who you know always puts you in a good mood, something, a place, a person, talking to yourself, music, whatever it is. The whole goal is to switch your attitude back into a positive spiral loop. We want to get ourselves up trending as fast as possible when that negative mental attitude comes in. That is those two things, state, attitude, mental state, mental attitude. They will define your success in everything. This, this pyramid is fitness related, right? From here on up. But the mental aspect of this, this is the base of anything you are going to do. There is absolutely no point in taking on anything, any endeavor, if you're not going to be in a good mental state, you're not going to be present, you're not going to be self-aware, and you're going to have a bad attitude about it. You're going to lose every time that that stuff happens. Okay. So this is the big two. Last one is focus. Are you actually committed to getting better? This is the biggest thing that I worry about with our upcoming generation is our generation, my generation, especially as Americans, it's like, you know, they say now the middle class, the lower middle class still lives better than kings did 200 years ago. Right. And probably the big one that you think about that, that I always think about is running water and air conditioning. Right. It's like if you have those two things, you are living better than kings did years ago and access to like Chick-fil-A. Right. You're good to go. Food on demand, high quality, you know, not high quality, but really delicious food on demand, running water and air conditioning. And automatically you are living the best life in human history uh, comparatively to any other generation, any other time. And I worry because that inherently that comfort leads us to not really want for more, not really desire for better, not really be focused on improving ourselves and our state and everything. Right. And this happens a lot in people where I think we think, you know, oh, we're, you know, it's good enough. That mentality, that that fixed mindset of it's good enough. Right. I'm in good enough shape. I'm doing fine. I eat good enough. And that mindset, not being committed to improvement, 
not, you know, taking on any personal development. <laughs> this is one of those things where it frustrates me because I know I'm preaching the choir here. If you're listening to the podcast, you automatically have good mental focus because you are committed to improvement or else you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And that's what's so frustrating to me about podcasts is it's like I'm preaching to the choir. The people who listen are committed to improvement. And everybody who's not committed to improvement doesn't listen to podcasts or doesn't take on any sort of an endeavor to get better. And so how do we how do we make that switch? It's like, well, do they read blog posts? Eh, probably not. Right. Not unless it's like fantasy sports. They'll read fantasy sports blogs all day long, but they won't listen to a podcast for 10 minutes. They'll they'll read fan theory about Game of Thrones for hours, but they won't listen to a podcast that might you know help them in everything they do for the rest of their life. And that kind of stuff, it's it, that's the stuff that worries me. Right. So I don't need to preach too much on this to you guys outside of the fact that if you see it coming from people, you know, you need to know what to look for. And, you know, you'll start to see it in the form of apathy. Right. And this is one of the things that I really put a lot of pressure on our coaching staff for. And, you know, I fully understand. I tell, you know, I try to tell our coaches all the time. I hope they listen to this uh, long enough to be able to hear this. But, you know, I understand that I am a hard person to work for. I am a hard husband to live with. But the reason is, is that I am 100% into pushing people to be committed to improvement. And I am going to hold you accountable to that. In my opinion, I've got no time to spend any time around anybody who is not committed to getting better, who's not committed to, if if I talk to them, if I look at their trajectory, if I look at what they do day to day, and I can't tell you definitively, this person will be a better person, will be a better coach, will be a better athlete, will be in better shape, will be mentally stronger one year from now than they are today, then get out of my life. I don't have time to waste on you. That's hardcore. It is. And I understand that a lot of people just maybe aren't there yet, but it's not hard to show that you have the mental focus to be committed to improvement. It's not. It's not challenging. I'm not asking for that much. So let's say let's say you come in and you have, you know, you're you're on chronic disease medication, you have diabetes, you're overweight, you know, you're struggling with blood pressure, cholesterol, all these things, okay? Being committed to improvement might just mean drinking the right amount of water every day. Might just mean taking your dog for an extra 15 minute walk every day. Might just mean showing up, walking in the doors of the facility three days a week. That's it. That's all it takes. That's being committed to some improvement. Something in your life needs to be a little bit strenuous, give you the littlest bit of adversity and discomfort so that you can be better a year from now. And I don't know about you guys, but I know dozens of people who are the same. Maybe they're worse because they're more set in their bad habits now than they were five years ago. I call them floaters. And they just kind of linger. They don't adopt any new habits. They're doing the same shit they were four, five, six, ten years ago. Nothing has changed. And man, like it's being associated with that. 
Like if that's how people talk about you, like what do you got going on? That's new. Like, what are you working towards? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I met, uh, so I talked, I caught up with some people at, uh, Chris Sansbury's wedding who I hadn't talked to in a while. And man, when you see it, when you meet somebody who's committed to improvement and they're doing new things and you talk to them and they're excited about it, they're positive and engaging, right? They have a good attitude and they can talk to you about what's been going on, man. They start telling you and you're just like, like, hell yeah. It gets you juiced up. You're like, dude, you're, you're killing it. That's awesome. And it's the same thing when you meet somebody and they're like, you know, they, last time you saw them, they were a hundred pounds overweight and they were, um, you know, dealing with all these different things. They were maybe negative. They weren't in a good space and they see them and it's like, they're 80 pounds down. They look great. They're smiling. They're laughing. Their skin looks good. They're like confident. They've been outside They're you know, their family's in a great place. They're super happy about it. And they come and talk to you now. They're, they're a different person. That commitment to improvement is going to come through in their conversation. It's going to carry over and it's going to be addictive. It's going to be intoxicating. You're going to want to be around it as a person. But the problem is the exact opposite is true if you're not committed to improvement. And I think it's a hard thing to discuss because for a lot of us, the commitment to improvement physically from an exercise perspective is misunderstood. And, you know, I'm a prime example of this. Jenny and I have this conversation quite a bit. Maria and I too, a little bit, although she's still in very, very, very good shape. Um, What does improvement look like when you've already hit your peak? And sometimes I think physically from an exercise perspective, I think that's a challenging thing for people to put a finger on because CrossFit's so measured, right? It's so like if I do an open workout now, I'm going to get a score and I can, I can measure that comparatively to who I used to be or what my performance level used to be. And it's really easy for me to say I'm not committed to improving because I know I won't PR anymore or become obsessed with commitment to improvement and go off the deep end trying to continue to PR and develop unhealthy habits with overwork and overexercise and overdoing it and all these other things because I'm so obsessed with improvement, right? So the commitment to improvement needs to be something that's balanced, right? And it needs to be balanced. The reason that we put this under mental and not under movement, conditioning, or sport, or even nutrition, is it's a mindset. The commitment to improvement is a mindset. It's something that you are going to just adopt and feel, right? Saying, I just want to be a little bit better at this next year than this year. I just want to make small improvements. I want to maybe adopt one new nutrition habit this year. I want to really strive to just get a little bit more sleep or listen better when I'm talking to people and, you know, going to seminars, reading books, listening to podcasts, trying new things, you know, in and out of the gym. I tried wakeboarding this past weekend and uh, newfound respect for that uh, because that was extremely difficult. I couldn't get up at all. And uh, but that's it. It's just like I literally I told Justin and Eric, I'm just like, hey, look, I just I just want to try it. I like I have no idea. Um, 
I, cause I just believe that the act of trying new things is a part of being committed to improvement. And so, you know, this is one of those things that's, it's tough because it's a moving target for people. And when you first start being committed to improvement is some of those things we already talked about, right? It's, it's showing up. It's just committing. It's it's committing to the process that the coaches and that the facility is a proven strategy for success. But you just have to follow it. And that's the commitment to improvement. But once you get six, seven, eight years down the line, you get over that, you know, 30, 32, 33 year old mark. You're probably on your way down in terms of physical prowess for the most part, right? You're, you know, obviously you can, I can still pull some PRs out of my butt. I PR'd my 500 meter row this past year somehow on just a random day. No idea how, definitely not in better shape than I was the last time I did it, but did it. Um, but you know, the, it looks different, right? My commitment to improvement now is much more about doing what's right for me health wise and focusing on being, you know, a better husband, a better gym owner. My commitment to improvement is more equal parts, relationship, friendship, professional, and exercise, as opposed to my commitment to improvement only being how good I am at exercise, right? Which that's not balanced. And that was a problem. So these are some things that we kind of think about, and this is going to wrap up the the mental foundation. And so to summarize all three parts together, we have the mental state. Are you present? And are you self-aware of where you are right now? Right. And that's it. And it's a constant reevaluation. And this is the thing, I think, if we talk about the commitment to improvement, where this is all kind of circular, right? If if we're not present and aware, then how can we understand what improvement is? If we're constantly focused on the past and who we used to be and trying to beat that person, or constantly focused outside on external forces, on other people, on what they got, then we're going to be limited, right? Very limited, hard to improve from that state because it's not necessarily even improvement, right? It's just reversion. We're looking backwards and then mental attitude, positive and engaging. I love this one. This is just, I I love when you think about it, like my, my heart just lights up with people who I know who are positive, engaging, who I love talking to. I talking with Pat, Zach Eisenhower, like just people every day, Drew, like all these people. I'm just thinking of conversations I had yesterday with people where you just see them, you just smile, you have a great conversation, they engage with you, they're positive, they're in a great space. And, you know, it's, it's just great to be around. And, um, you know, the more you guys can adopt this mentality, the better. And then focus, you know, being that commitment to improvement is it's just got to be something that as a community, as a facility, if we all have these three things dialed in, then our limitation on the high end, once we get up to sport and conditioning and these things, then if we have this base settled in, then that stuff's just going to be so easy. It's so easy. It's so much simpler than everybody thinks it is. But the problem is, is they're not in the right mental place to see the simplicity of it. Right. And so they try to do more than they need to do or they get negative about things and then they don't do the work the way they're supposed to. So. These are all things that are kind of a bigger part of this bigger conversation. This will be part one. And next week, we will be talking about nutrition. And we'll have a few different discussions on that. Uh, our three pieces of nutrition, the, the main topics before our subtopics are education, refinement, and accountability. 
And so that'll be our discussion for next week and kind of the, the proper uh, path for that stuff. Uh, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. And that'll also uh, bring us up well. We have some of our, uh, our back to school challenge stuff coming out today. And, uh, you know, it'll be very, very focused on uh, this, right? Our whole pyramid, being in the right mental state, building good habits, lifestyle, wellness, development, and getting ourselves set for a really good long-term trajectory. So uh, excited, super excited for that stuff to come out. We've spent a lot of time as coaches making sure that this is going to be something where people get a ton of value out of um, just because I've been, I don't want to say displeased, but, um, but, you know, I thought that we could do a better job in the past with some of our, um, some of our offerings from a challenge perspective. So um, my hope is that this one is just going to blow people away and be fantastic. So looking forward to that stuff coming out this week and I will see you guys soon. Oh, <laughs>